Welcome back to another episode. We are still in our sermon series, Practicing the Christian Life, and today we're going to be talking about prayer and meditation. So, John, what do you have for us today? Yeah, I thought uh, one of the great, to me, this is a, a definite part of my journey in prayer. So I kind of have some questions for you, Jordan. Um, like okay. for me, and I'll go first. I, for me, if, of any of the different, you know, we've been talking about Christian practices, Christian disciplines, ways yeah. to invest in your spiritual life in this series. And this one, prayer, was always a struggle for me. It always has been. Um, and I think my theory is this, that if someone is more of a action type person or a take charge person or a, you know, that kind of personality, then it seems hard to pray. I mean, kind of like, well, God already knows. I need to make some stuff happen. And we, yeah. you know, it's easy to default to just human strength at that point, like as human strength and effort at that point. And that really, to me, kind of hurt my prayers because it was sort of like, oh, oh yeah, I should pray about that instead of going to yeah. it first. And so I think my first lesson for me in prayer was not about what we're going to talk about today, meditation, but it was, and this may help somebody, my big first lesson was God just brought me to the end of myself a couple times. And all of a sudden it was like, you know, I can't do anything about that. Mm-hmm. I can't make that happen. I is out of my control, out of my power. And then God started showing me a lot more was out of my power and control. Right. Things that I thought, oh, I can, I can control these things. I really couldn't. It was just kind of a mirage. It was a myth. It wasn't really true in my life. So my first lesson was, hey, you've got to depend on God because you don't have the strength you have. You can't make things happen like you think that you don't have the control you have. Mm -hmm. You think you have. So you need to go to God in prayer. So that was my first lesson, and that helped me a lot. And the one we're going to talk about was my biggest lesson. But let's hear about your journey. What's kind of been your journey in prayer? Yeah, um, it's been it's been a process for sure. Um, you know, there's a lot of times where I just don't know what to pray for, or how to pray, or how to maybe express my the words how I would like to. Um, one thing that I have found helpful is um, I keep a journal prayer. Oh, yeah. And it's like my mind always goes everywhere. So me writing my prayers down when I was, I think I started when I was like 15 all the way up until now, I'm 28. So I've always journaled prayers and that's that's it's tend to help tremendously because it's like I think that's of it good. and then I can write it down. Um, but... Yeah, it's definitely been a journey because there are times that I just, I maybe don't feel like praying or I feel guilty for not praying. Um, But also, I think it's okay maybe just to even do the Lord's Prayer Mm -hmm. of of God giving us a blueprint of what to pray, even when we don't know how to pray. So that has been a, a cool tool that I've used as well of going, hey, you know, I don't have to come with it the most intellectual words or, you know, beautiful, right. you know, poetic. <laughs> I used to think that way. I have to come and just have this amazing prayer before God, but that's not the case. Um, 
I do have this quote, um, you know, because we love quotes. Um, but the author of Pilgrim's Progress, um, John Bunyan, and he said this, uh, in prayer, it is better to have a heart without words than words without heart. And so I think it's okay for the listener to understand that if you're in prayer or meditation and you don't have those words, that's okay. Because I think ultimately God knows your heart. Um, I think it's dangerous when you have all the words. You have the the awesome speech and the, the poetic you know, verbiage, but your heart's not in it. Right. And so that's what I have found in my journey to be true of going... You know. So, follow up question. Yeah, about your journal. Yes, could we in a future podcast? <laughs> could we kind of just read those out loud? That'd be They're awesome. hidden. They're hidden. <laughs> no, uh, I kept a journal for several years, yeah. and uh, actually, I was keeping a journal when I met Alta Lynn, mm. which is very interesting to go back and read that journal. Yeah. It can be cringe sometimes. <laughs> God, why did you go with cringe with my journal? <laughs> well, not not you. Oh, not you. okay. I'm okay, saying just, mine. Okay, mine can be. Cringe. Okay, well, well, man, you know, uh, to the listener, well, you know, if you'd like to request to hear Jordan's uh, uh, journals in a future podcast, just let us know. We'll try to work on that. Yeah. So you you mentioned prayer, but you also mentioned meditation. For me, when I hear that word, and I know a lot of people um, that I know when they hear meditation, that could have a bad. That could have a bad, you know, yeah, a connotation uh, yeah, to it. Connotation. So, right. what would you say to someone listening in a spiritual Christian aspect of going meditation? Is it okay? No, good question. Because I think I think we, I don't think people know what it is, you know, and what they're talking about is transcendental medi- meditation. Yeah, and it's that Eastern religion, and and so that's a good place to start because I I just I knew it was like bad, but I know what it was. Yeah, when I first heard about it. But simply what it is, is that you are to empty your mind. You kind of find your inner being. You find your inner self. You, um, it's, and, and biblical meditation is so different. Biblical meditation is the idea of we have a focus. It's not an unfocused thing. Yeah. Our focus is scripture and truth about God and truth that God has for our lives. Mm-hmm. So that's the focus. We then meditation brings that to our heart, and then in our life, from our heart, then that produces our prayer. Oh, that's good. For example, um, I've been, uh, you know, this is example in the sermon. It's going to be in the blog. It's going to be, but I think it's a good example. So Psalm 103, 1 and 2 basically say, Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget none of his benefits. Mm-hmm. So to me, if you if we we're going to meditate on that as example, so how do we do it? I think we would read something like that. So it says, "Don't I'm not supposed to forget God's benefits." Mm-hmm. Okay. So what is that? Then I would go, and this is what changed my prayer life. This was my second huge lesson that is currently changing my prayer life. Is because I felt like my prayers were always so weak, and I was like, hey, bless everybody, protect everybody, thank you for the food, amen. I mean, that was rinse and repeat, you know, over and over again. Yeah. But then when I engaged with, you know, so forget not his benefits, I let that soak in. Well, then as I let it soak in, I go, I think a couple things would have come to my mind. Wow, here's here's this benefit. I mean, God has blessed me with this friend, with this family, with this church, with 
just this opportunity. God has blessed me here and there. I got to see that. I got to experience that. I, I God, I saw God at work. I, I mean, it gets it's, it kind of gets going once you think about it. So I think of all those benefits, but then it's just a process of going. Okay, as I let it soak in, my first thought was. Well, which of those have been have I been taking granted taken yeah. for granted? I yeah. didn't thank God for it. I didn't acknowledge God in it. Mm-hmm. I just kind of did it, got it, went on. I think about benefits, and it just makes me really grateful. So when I pray, and then then once it's soaked and it becomes real to me, it's like okay, I need to pray. And it, again, this could be one verse. This could be five verses. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And but then I take that and I go now my prayer is totally different at that point because that my prayer now is God I want to thank you for these three benefits I didn't help me not forget those help me be grateful help me and all of a sudden I've turned my whole perspective from Scripture from God's truth mm-hmm. let it soak in and then let it come out in my prayer which kind of nails it down for me makes it real like okay I. I see what I've taken for granted. I see some things I just to be more grateful for. It just leads me closer to God in in truth because mm-hmm. I've let God's truth soak in and then come out in my prayer. Mm-hmm. So my prayer isn't, you know, I heard somebody said the other day, you know, if uh, the way we always pray, keep everybody safe, everybody healthy, bless the family, you know, what we could just do that once a year and say, God, I'll be back next year and say it again. It's true. Yeah. I want to do it for the whole year. But this to me is, and that helps us grow spiritually. So that's the idea of meditation is letting it soak in and then let it be expressed in your prayer. And so it's that kind of process about meditation. And so then my prayer reflects the truth of scripture. And that is, you know, what you see Jesus doing, that's what you see in the Bible, people praying, and they're just praying God's truth. Right. So what I hear you saying is kind of, you know, talk, you talked about Psalms, but also in the first Psalm, he talks about meditating on the word day and night. Mm-hmm. So you literally believe that that is remembering the benefits and also remembering the word of God. And those go hand in hand. And that's what's helped right. your scripture. Wow. Yeah. Or your prayer life, excuse me. That's awesome. Anything else that you would like to leave the listener with maybe something like, hey, this is what I've, you obviously share what you've done, but maybe an action step or something. Yeah, I think action step. Okay, so realize what's what's um, basically got to happen. You got to be involved with God's word, mm-hmm. number one. Yeah. yeah. And that's why we always do a reading plan. That's why we always give the church a reading plan or here's something to read. You know, somebody may have something else. That's great. But if you don't, you got that reading plan. So you can, you got to start with scripture. Yeah. So, cause you got to make sure you're anchored to truth. Otherwise, you know, we, we might be on track. We might not be on track, but that anchors us. And then again, this doesn't even have to be, you know, the day and night part, I think is just make it a pattern. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it doesn't mean necessarily continual it, though. I think it kind of will soak in. If it soaks in, it kind of will be. But it does the idea of this is a pattern, do this. But again, I, I think action step is so it's assuming you're going to be involved in God's word. Yeah. And, and it just let the verse, a couple verses, 
key verse, read what you'd read on the bride, uh, the reading plan. That verse, well, uh, that verse right there, I want to, I want to learn that, or, or I want to make that in my life. Mm-hmm. And then, my prayers are so much different now because of that. And so, I just encourage everybody to do that. That I think it, it does two great things: gets you involved with God's word, mm-hmm. lets it become a part of you, and then and then changes your prayer life in, a, I think, a really, really good way. Yeah. You know, just hearing you talk, it, I'm just sitting here thinking, going like, what do I meditate? What do I fill myself with constantly? That's a good point. You know, and so when you, it, it, it's, again, it just makes you see it a little bit more clear of like mm-hmm. social media, movies, music. It's like, what am I filling myself with? Is that God's word? Is that in the time of prayer? So... Pastor John, thank you so much. To the listener, we hope this is a great action step for you in this sermon series of Practicing the Christian Life. God bless.